Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 225. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yes, I'm here. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. But uh, this is our entertainment podcast, and how about we start things off with some Disney news. Andy, there's a new Snow White movie. Yeah, so continuing the trend of Disney remaking every single thing they made back in the past, uh, they're doing Snow White now. Whoa. So uh, they already have a director. It's Mark Webb, who did 500 Days of Summer, along with the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. So. Interesting. That's okay. It's okay. He's made movies that are fine. Yeah. Um, But I think the big question is, how do you handle the seven dwarfs in a live action movie in 2022 or whenever it's going to be out? They're going to have to be like cats or something. It's yeah, it's going to be going to be weird. Do they even call them dwarfs? No, of course not. Like <laughs> some made up word. Um, yeah, I, I, it's going to get very granola. Uh, is that a, a movie or straight to Disney plus or what is this? Uh, yeah, that's like a full movie, just like they uh, did all the like Lion King and what, Aladdin and all that stuff. And not, none of those have been that good in my mind. I haven't but finished make... any of them. The only one I've even started was the new Lion King, and I, it just I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's the same movie, but just worse. So uh, I guess that's what they're going to do with this one as well. And it's going to make a billion dollars. Uh I but, think it's I mean, be, it it's is. not for us, obviously. It's for these new kids that can't their attention spans can't handle like boring, you know, early nineties animation. And so they have to, you know, funk it up so that their minds yeah. can stay involved. You know, they have to make it look like they're on psychedelics because that's what kids these days need to keep their attention span. So uh Snow White was not made in the early nineties though. It was made in uh, nineteen thirty eight. So yeah, well, I'm talking about the other ones. I have, I have no yeah. idea. That's even earlier 90s so, uh, in terms of car, uh, cartoon. So it was the first one. That was I the rest first, my case. The first Disney movie. So. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I don't really know if I know that story at all. Is this about an apple and she dies? Yeah. Like yeah, Romeo so and Juliet? She, she gets uh, tricked by the witch to eat an apple that's poisonous. Uh, I think the witch wants to steal her beauty or something. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I've been on the Disneyland ride. I don't know if I've ever even really seen the movie. I've, I've, I know the songs. <laughs> she wants uh, to steal the, the boy's soul. It, it could have been that. Yeah, <laughs> they could just. Disney should remake that. That's a classic fairy tale that everyone knows. Um. Yeah, and I know there's like a. I I think this also has a prince who like kisses her when she's asleep, which is wasn't that you're not the to do. new ride. Was that causing was the a whole, fuss, or was that a different yeah, story? But I think I think Sleeping Beauty and Snow White both have oh. a plot point. That was just a classic thing. Like passed out girls always were getting kissed by princes. Yeah, it's just how it works. It was yeah, in wherever Snow White takes place. Uh, Snow White. Snow White's. Yeah, it's probably one of those Hans Christian Andersen things, right? <laughs> so it's he's a a Danish man. Yeah, so it's in Copenhagen. Um, uh, oh no, it's Brothers Grimm did Snow White. So they're German, so big difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's where I have, they have all those castles. That's where yeah. the uh, 
the castle that you see in Soaring Over the World is, and I believe that's partially how they based the uh, castle at Disneyland on. Okay. I think. It's a handful of different castles, but that's one of them. Okay. Well, they'll have new songs, so you you have that, too. All right, so we can ins- expect, like, James uh, Corden. Is that the guy's name? He'll be in it, I bet. Why not? Yeah. he He'll just be all the dwarfs. Okay. That'd be very Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers-esque. Kind of creepy. Oh, I was just thinking there'd just be one person, but no, that's even better. Oh, If you yeah. have him play seven different characters. Yeah, he's got a lot of dialogue to learn. He might have to quit his show. As long as they pay him seven times. Uh, of course. All right, well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll give you updates on that as they become available. Uh, speaking of updates, I guess there's another Transformers movie in the works. Uh, I thought Shia LaBeouf was canceled. Oh, yes, he is, but he is not going to be. He hasn't been in a Transformers in a decade at this point. Oh, these are Mark Wahlberg's um, now, right? It's no longer Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wal- wow, Mark Wahlberg's either. Does it go to Donnie Wahlberg uh, then? <laughs> no, uh, I will get to it. Uh, but this is actually the second Transformers. There's two Transformers movies in development that I know of. Oh, boy. Uh, but this one is Transformers Rise of the Beasts. And it is takes place in Brooklyn in 1994. So this is kind of... Um, it's not necessarily a reboot or even a sequel. It's it's the movies are made so that they don't necessarily conflict with the Michael Bay movies uh, because they take place before, but they're also not necessarily a continu- continuation of the Michael Bay movies. So uh, they did this already with Bumblebee, which was set in the eighties, which is actually a really fun movie. It was a, the best Transformers movie by far. I think like, I watched very, that one. Yeah, it was very. Um, scaled back compared to the Michael Bay shit. Cause it's not like world ending. It's just kind of like, I guess it's all world ending cause they're giant alien robot things. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, it was in a small town and it's a teenage girl and it's a very nice little movie. Uh, so this one is following that lead and it's yeah set in the nineties in Brooklyn. The, the main character will be played by Anthony Ramos, who was uh, the lead in, in the Heights also from Hamilton. So mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's kind of a breakout star. It seems like he's worked with Liam Neeson. Um, has he? Is a cop in a honest thief. Okay, yeah. So he's he's really on a run then. Yeah, he's worked with the uh, biggest stars. It's uh, going to be directed by Stephen Capel Jr., who was the director of Creed Two. So, uh, oh. and I saw he's barely older than me. So he seems to be a feel accomplished. Yeah, that he. So he must he directed Creed Two when he was in his twenties. So that's pretty cool. Good for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and it's set to have Optimus Prime, so that's that's always what you want in a Transformers movie. That's the big uh, then, rig, right? Yeah, and then with the name Rise of the Beasts, that means they're going to have some Beast War characters in here. So you remember the Beast Wars? Is that where all the cars fought? So the the cars, rather than turning into, or the Transformers, rather than being turning into cars, they turn into animals. Are all Stein it, writing this? It was a it was a show for the '90s that was really weird. Never saw that. Um, but yeah, that's that's big for some people. Uh, we haven't seen any Beast Wars characters in any of the Transformers movies yet, so uh, big deal there. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, look for that next summer. All right. Well, I'll also be on the lookout for a sequel to Nobody. Yeah, surprise hit of the year so far. Bob Odenkirk's Nobody. 
uh, made a lot more than they, they thought it would. It was like the first movie to come out when theaters were coming open. That's that's the only time you went back to the movie theaters, right? It's the only movie I've been to since, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they're already making a sequel. So the writer of Nobody was kind of, he was the writer of the original or all the John Wick movies that have been released so far, yet he's not working on any of the newer movies. So he's uh, available and he is going to be writing a, a sequel already. So uh, Bob Odenkirk will be 65 years old by the time it comes out. Hey, Liam Neeson's whooping ass still. Yeah, yeah, they they do a good job of, I mean, Keanu's probably almost 60, right? Yeah, but I think he can, he passes for like, 50 maybe 47 even yeah keanu was born in 64 he's actually i think he's the same age as odenkirk if i was just looking at that right 62 for odenkirk never mind okay that's that seems reasonable but odenkirk obviously can play a lot older i feel like he can get away with like 56 yeah i have yet to see this movie but i do want to get it at some point it's fun you'll enjoy it yeah yeah, no, I know. I like those types of movies. And... I saw a thing. I may have already said it on here, but I'm going to say it again. Odenkirk refused to bulk up in any way, shape or form for this movie. Yeah, it would ruin Better Call Saul. So, yeah, that's, that's good on him. But it also he worked for a, this. He has integrity. Um, so even though I haven't seen the movie yet, I'm still happy that there's a sequel being made. You're going to wait for the sequel so, to come out so you can yeah. see them both at the same time. Well, like you I'll often get a do box set. Yeah, series. Yeah. I'll binge nobody yeah. when it, in 2025. Well, you might be able to watch these before uh, nobody comes out. But uh, what we have coming out is uh, Spielberg, Andy. He is going to Netflix. Yes. Did you hear about this? So the man uh, who he, about two years ago said he'd never do anything for Netflix uh, announced, I believe yesterday, that his uh, production company Amblin is going to be producing several pieces of art and work for Netflix over the next uh, few years. Okay. I mean, multiple, you get them in now. Multiple works coming out each uh, each year for uh, for Netflix. Not necessarily movies directed by Steven Spielberg, though. No, Just, no. Because I think he's produced a lot of TV, mm-hmm. like like ER and stuff like that, where it's like they had his name on it. Um, yeah, I mean, they already they do a Jurassic Park thing on Netflix. I don't know if he gets his name on that. I don't know if he gets his name I'm on sure everything Jurassic a, Park related. A piece of it. Yeah, so um, that makes sense. And they, he stressed on here, though, that there's not going to be anything like uh, revisiting Jaws. Yeah. I mean, they made multiple Jaws sequels without him. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think they would do that because he wouldn't be happy. Yeah, no E.T. too? I don't think so. It's listed in here in this article uh, and Schindler's List. I don't know how you'd make like number two. (laughs) He's got to add to that list. That's I don't even want to touch it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so there you go. Netflix is just getting more and more legitimate each day. I think it's an easy payday for a lot of these people as well. Yeah, especially last year, a lot of things were halted. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but every single like third commercial on TV is uh, James or not James Gandolfini. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! It's got the same kind of name. Why am I blanking on it? I know his name all the time from uh, Sideways. He's doing all the voiceover for Burger King. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, billions got put on hold, and who knows if it's back. I, I'm, I feel like I'm lost on it now. But he's scooping up this uh, Chaking stuff. I didn't know that was him. I've seen that commercial. I didn't. Oh, I paid come on, Andy! You can't hear it. Yeah. His voice is so recognizable. He's. Well, I mean, Brian. He's got as recognizable of a voice as like Morgan Freeman. I don't think I've been paying attention to the words in those commercials. You, know? you will now. Yeah. You do see uh, that commercial Cox. all the time. Yeah. Brian Cox is McDonald's. Yeah. So you got two premium cable shows about billionaires things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing rival fast food. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, last uh, little news story I've got here. Uh, not really a news story more. So uh, look out for this. The Shrink Next Door coming to Apple TV Plus in November. There is a, a new trailer out for this starring Will Ferrell. And uh, it looks okay. I watched the, the trailer and it's uh, also um, Paul Rudd. And it looks like it's set in like the 80s. Dumb hair and glasses and things like that. It was a movie or a series? It's a movie. And uh, it's a bizarre relationship between a psychiatrist and a, his longtime patient. And now I believe this is also based on a true story, uh, if I remember right. And uh, yeah, it looks interesting. It looks okay. Uh, writer is Georgia Pritchett. Director is Jesse Perez and two other people, including Michael Showalter. Oh, it is one um, episodes. That's stupid. The, okay. it, it's eight episodes. They geared it a up to make it look series. like a movie. I mean, it could still be good if that's like an eight episode series. That yeah, it'll be fine. Could be, could be really good. I'm I'm waiting for Will Ferrell to do something good again. Yeah. So it's going to happen. He's too talented. Like he he needs to stop trying so hard. Just let it happen naturally. You know? Yeah. So maybe this is the project. Yeah, exactly. So you can look for that November 12th on Apple TV plus. So at that point, there'll be a lot of things in Apple. So might be worth it. Yeah. And my, uh, Year subscription, I think, comes to an end, I think, in like middle of September. Well, tough decisions then. Eh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends and longtime sponsor of the show, thecliplessleash.com. Head to thecliplessleash.com to get the greatest dog leash you've ever seen. This thing works with your dog's current collar or harness. And if you plug in promo code Tony, that is T-O-N-Y at checkout, they're going to give you 65% off the greatest dog leash you've ever seen. So head to thecliplessleash.com. Plug in promo code Tony for 65% off. You're going to love it. And your dog will thank you. All right, Andy. Um, how many things do you have? I've got four. Ooh, I've got three. You want to lead us off? Sure. I will start here with uh, season two of Dave. This is oh, on FX. Uh, yeah, and, I saw that was back. And Hulu. Uh, so season one of Dave came out last March, right before the world ended. And it was uh, one of the, the best surprises of the year. Um, one of the only good surprises of the year, I guess. Uh, it, it looked really stupid uh, when I saw the commercials. Uh, it's a show about a white rapper, a comedy rapper, I guess. And it's like, do I really need this? Uh, but I heard good things and finally ended up watching it. And, and yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was 
uh, one of the the best new shows I had seen in in a while. Um, and you know, I was ready for whatever the next season was going to be. Uh, of course, there was a pandemic, so it didn't uh, come that quickly. Mm-hmm. But we still got it here, starting in June. Uh, the first two episodes came out. Uh, and I watched them both. Um, and I don't know if I love it as much as the first season, although it's yeah, it's just been two episodes here. Uh, but in the, the back half of season one, so Dave slash Little Dicky, that's his rapper name, uh, started to actually have some success and kind of became like a bad character. And, and like intentionally, like, oh, he's not as fun to root for now that he's successful. And kind of becoming kind of a jerk and uh uh the first two two episodes definitely continue that path for him so uh, i don't know i don't know if the show works as much if he's unlikable i assume that the whole point is he will then he's gonna blow it in some way and then he'll be likable again that's how that goes so uh i still think it's i'm still gonna watch it all the way through i still had plenty of laughs uh and it does have weird, weird L.A. cameos. Uh, your favorite basketball player was in this in episode two, uh, Kyle Kuzma. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And it, it's anything uh, to keep him off the basketball court, I guess. Yeah, it's got some uh, good talent behind it. Uh, Jeff Schaefer, who worked on Seinfeld, who wrote and directed Eurotrip, uh, created uh, the league. He's the uh, like the other person behind the show, along with Dave slash Little Dicky. So he's the actual like TV guy hmm. who uh, has put this show together. So uh, it's good. And if you have Hulu, it's there. It's it's an FX show, but it's you know how that works now. All the FX stuff gets on there. So yeah. All right. Very good. All right. I watched the Interpreter. From 2005, available on Netflix, Sidney Pollack's last directorial uh, feature film here. Uh, He died three years later of stomach cancer. Um, Starring Nicole Kidman, Sean Penn, Catherine Kinnear, and uh, probably some other people. Uh, But it's about the United Nations and NATO and all that kind of stuff. And... uh, she's an interpreter, you know, have all these different people coming together and they don't all speak the same languages, but she overhears something about someone maybe getting, you know, bumped off kind of a thing, uh, and, uh, reports it. And then, uh, you know, it's a, a race to the finish. Is it going to happen? Is she telling the truth? Is she in on it? Who done it kind of a thing. So it's fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I'd never heard of this from 2005. Uh, great actors, obviously, and uh, yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. It's only an hour, and I think it was an hour and a half. Oh, never mind. It's two hours and eight minutes. Yeah, that's pretty long. <laughs> that's a lot longer than an hour and a half. Yeah, but yeah. I've I've never heard of this, but I guess that that was that was part of the uh, Sean Penn's like big comeback for like five years. Yeah, he made like Mystic River too, right around there. Yeah, right? he was he was a big deal. I am Sam, of course. 21 grams. Yeah. Yeah. Missed that one. But yeah, check it out if you want. It's fun. Uh, it sounds like a very uh, George Bush era movie. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Oh, international stuff. and It's worthwhile. All right, Andy, what's your next one? 
The Conjuring 3. I finally watched this. This Didn't I just watch the fifth one? No, you watched The Conjuring 3. That's the one that's out. Oh, okay. So there's been, I think, eight movies in the Conjuring universe at this point. I need that clarification. Uh, Yeah, but this is is a a numbered Conjuring movie, so the third in the series. Although, yeah, there's been spinoffs and stuff. And the, the Warrens themselves, I think, were in... They were in that one Annabelle one that we watched. Remember where like it was like a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't related to this series. Or what? It, 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 like a standalone like. No, but it had it had the Warrens in it and they were like in the first scene and they're like, all right, they left their kid behind with the babysitter. And then there was like a werewolf or something. It was, really dumb. Would... It was very goosebumps like yeah. like a kid's movie. Uh, so making an actual movie with the conjuring title in it is a big deal because it's only the third one. And of the whole franchise, the conjuring movies are the best ones. Definitely. Uh, Even though I didn't love the second one, I think it's still better than the Annabelle movies or the nun, that kind of stuff that that's come out. Uh, So this is, this is disappointing that it wasn't that good. That uh, definitely a step down. James Wan did not direct this one. He, I think, is kind of handed the franchise off. It's like, I made my money. Uh, I'm sure he still gets paid for every movie they make in the series, but he did not direct this one. And I think it just kind of... The first two movies had a formula that worked, that it was it was always like the Warrens defeating something in the beginning that's unrelated to the main plot. Just a nice little, like... It was like a James Bond movie where you get yeah, a, it was a starter. scene in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and then it shifts to setting up the family and how they're going to be haunted and the Warrens take a back seat for like 15, 20 minutes uh, and you get to know the family and then the shit happens. And it's like, that's just, that was a very successful family. You end up caring or it's formula. You end up caring about the, the family there. And so it means something later on, this movie just jumps right into it and gets into like, Oh, there's a guy possessed or there's a kid possessed. And it's just, uh, they, they really change it up. And then, there's definitely a big at the end. It's like, wow, that's different than the other movies where um, I'd say it's a, a big change mm-hmm. and it just, it, it doesn't work as well. It's not bad. Like these are still really well-made movies and uh, the Warrens themselves, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are, are still, they're great at those characters. And I guess there's a good thing that they're not, they haven't made eight movies yet that they've, there's been eight, movies in the universe but they've only been in four now because uh, you don't want to waste them because they actually do a good job uh, so I hope I hope the franchise continues I hope they continue to make more of them like every so often because I think they do a good job with these characters uh, and then the other weird thing always is that these are based on true stories and true events and uh, the premise here is that they actually are trying to defend a guy who killed someone and say that he was possessed. Uh, so if you then remember that these are based on real things, they, they actually did this and that the person you're supposed to sympathize actually did literally murder someone. Whoa. If you don't believe in this yeah, shit, I if you don't believe up. in the ghosts, then you're trying to sympathize with a guy who murdered someone. And that's like, that's hard to do. You're like, no, but in real life, this guy who you're like, you feel bad for him because he's possessed. He murdered a guy. So, yeah. And then you remember like, oh, yeah, the Warrens are frauds and maybe they're bad people. Mm. It's like, I don't want to think about that. I just want to watch a horror movie. Yeah, you don't want to get too uh, (laughs) entangled in the reality of it all. Yeah, so I think that I I wish they didn't. 
it would have been better if they just did the straight up exorcists plot that like they rushed through at the very beginning of it, like as the setup, mm-hmm. like that might've been a better movie. Maybe just do that. But yeah, it was free. You know, there's no excuse to not watch it. Yeah. You have HBO max. It's, it's a real ass movie. It is a, a Hollywood movie with a ass movie <laughs> with a budget and people in it that are actors. They are. So yeah. <laughs> Patrick Wilson stuff. It is not a Netflix original. It is like it is it was a movie that should have been out. I mean it is out in theaters, but this was a movie that would have made a hundred million dollars at the box office in, in normal times. Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that because my next movie is a Netflix original movie. And it's called I Care A Lot. Yeah. Now, I believe you reviewed this as well, right? Yes, you you texted me about it I was while I was watching the Clippers game. Very furious uh, watching this movie, um, and honestly, it was like watching. It was two hours of like torture, and um, it didn't have the payout that you would have liked to have seen at the end. Uh, oh, really? No, I well, I wanted more than that. Uh, yeah, Zach okay. Alphanakis is the the hero in this, and it's not actually him, but he looks like him. That's uh, Macon Blair. Macon, yeah. And uh he's, he's great. It sounds like bacon, so yeah, he's cool. It yeah. does have I, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. uh as a dumb And he does say the line. He does say the line too. He right? has a dumb judge. Uh yeah. but ah, uh, this movie it could have been a lot better. Um it was very interesting with uh Peter Dinklage being the uh you know the the bad guy in it, if you will, quote unquote bad guy. Um, yeah, the antagonist. Yes. I think it's very important to make the distinction in this movie, protagonist, antagonist, because I think I, I had said it when I watched it. Uh, it's a movie that has a protagonist that you absolutely hate from from the first second of the movie. Yeah. That's very challenging. Yes. Um, and so it, I, I don't know. I don't. These movies are just set up to not be liked and to be talked about it. I think that's the publicity that is, you know, no press is bad press kind of a thing uh absolutely torture to watch it does have uh diane west from like parenthood and a bunch of other stuff um but i just didn't need it and again the payoff could have been way better i don't know like there were just things that were upsetting I, i i guess if this was their goal uh, they succeeded. Also, this lady, Rosamund Pike, I feel like every movie I've seen her in, she's bad, right? She's a terrible person, a gone girl. She's, she's Yeah, she's getting it, typecast. Isn't she but... a Bond villain, kind of? Yes. So and, those are the three uh, the movies worst, I've seen. Maybe the worst worst Bond movie. <laughs> Die another day. But um, no, she was, a, she was a good character in The World's End, the Simon Pegg movie. Um, I, I know there's this movie where she was like a photographer that. in the Iraq war or something. I never saw, but I didn't see it exists. Either. Yeah. Um, um, also no, I thought it was Chris Messina, the lawyer. Yeah. I thought it was kind of stupid. Like, obviously he's uh, well-dressed cause he's, you know, a greasy lawyer, but he wasn't very good at it. Like the dialogue that they wrote for him wasn't very good. I don't think. And also why did he dress like a 1920s gangster in the uh, courtroom? He's wearing a, like a Yankees pinstriped suit. It was retarded. Yeah, I don't know if that made all the difference. 
Well, I mean, you just want to write something better so that it's like, oh, he is a greasy scumbag. But no. Yeah, no, I thought it was it was a a challenging thriller in that it, like it does the opposite of what you want, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, that's really clever. And then, yeah. So what I liked is that because I know who that guy Macon Blair is. He's in the very beginning. And at towards the end of the movie, when I'm like, is this really how it's going? And then I just had the realization, I remembered him. He would not just be in one scene. They wouldn't have cast that guy for that. So he's in Green Room, I'm seeing, in gold. Yeah, he's he makes movies. He's yeah. he's good. But one of his movies that he made uh, where he's the main character is a revenge movie. And I'm like... I think that's why they cast him. I think I understand this now. Hmm. And then that's exactly how it went. So, so yeah, I mean, it's about a, a legal guardian kind of a thing, uh, the government person who's evil and uh, just they kidnap old people who don't have family or their family isn't nearby kind of thing and kind of just rob them while they're in an old folks home jail. So, yeah, pretty terrible. Uh, check it out if you like. It's on Netflix. It's two hours. It does have Peter Dinklage, and he does do like gymnastics, which is kind of fun. Um, okay. So, yeah. All right, Andy, what is your third? I'm going to go for uh, two because they're connected. Oh, okay. So, uh, a few weeks ago, we covered that there's going to be a new Evil Dead movie going straight to HBO Max. Um, and I had said I was a fan of the series. Uh, and and I am. Uh, and just recently, I re-upped my Netflix subscription. And I happened to see, still there in my list, was Ash versus the Evil Dead, which was a TV show they made in the Evil Dead series. Uh, an actual continuation of the movies that, uh, unlike the, they did a reboot of it a few years back. And then this new movie is also not going to be in the original timeline. Uh, but this TV series was. And, and I had never seen it. I think it was... I think it was on stars, which is like, who the fuck would know? Like, why do they put it on stars? Uh, I think that's who would have, uh, that's who produced it. So that's mm. where they could get it on. Yeah, it was on stars. So, uh, did was not a success, but it's been on Netflix, um, for a while. So all, all three seasons that they made of it. And, uh, it's exactly what you would want. If you're a fan of the, the original movies, it's, it's great. Like Scott Bruce Campbell back and it's, it's, him 30 years after all the events of the, the original movies and the dead have returned and all kinds of things happen. And he has to team up with new people who are fun characters. And it's just like, this is, it's not, uh, this is not going to win an Emmy. It didn't win any Emmys cause it's a, a series that has ended, but it's, it's exactly what you want if you're a fan of the series. So uh, I think it's a whole lot of fun. And I think even if you didn't, didn't watch any of those movies, it's still good. It doesn't, you don't need all the context. And in fact, they're not even, there's some like weird rights issues where they're not even allowed to reference the third movie, which it seems disastrous in that. So it's like the first one, I don't know who owns the rights to the first two, but it was like universal owns the rights to the third movie. And then this new series was on stars. And then now the new movie is going to be on HBO max. And it's like, none of this is all housed in one place, which isn't great. Cluster. It would be great if like all of the movies and the show were on HBO Max. Like, wouldn't that be great promotion? But that's not the case. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I watched. So I finished season one. Uh, there are 10 episodes 
uh, only 30 minutes. So it's, it's a comedy. It's a horror comedy. So uh, it's only it's sitcom length, which is really nice. That's mm, easy. So, yeah. 10 episodes at 25 minutes a piece is, is nothing. Uh, and then I was reminded like, hey, I own Evil Dead 2 on 4K Blu-ray. I bought that in the past. And I was like, why don't I go back and watch that? And I did. And it's still a lot of fun. It is. It's an old movie. So it's old effects, but they're so good for what they for what they were, for the budget they had, for the time, you know, in the 80s when they made it. Uh, just super impressive. And so horror comedy, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite genre, but it's a genre that I like better than average more than other genres, like versus everyone else. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just I just grew up on those movies, you know, the leprechaun movies, killer clowns, that kind of stuff. So Pogo sticks uh, on top of people. Yeah, I just that's the kind of stuff I like is It's your jam. Weird weird violent shit and <laughs> I mean Evil Evil Dead 2 is, is just a classic. Like the the scene where his hand is possessed and he's fighting his hand is just one of the best scenes in movie history. So Mhm. I wish it was all available on HBO Max though, but that's it's not to be not yet at least no although the, the the reboot they made was straight horror and it was good very dark but it was not the horror comedy of the original series so uh i don't know what the new one will be so maybe it is best that they're separate but all right uh wait was that both of them yeah so i'm I'm done all right well my one to close us out then from 2001 available on Amazon Prime Video, uh, but I, I think I watched it somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, Domestic Disturbance. Are you familiar, Andy? A Vince Vaughn movie? It is Vince Vaughn and John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this one is... You went back in time and watched this on TNT in 2003? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the little boy witnesses his uh, stepfather, Rick, murder a man. And uh, his father... Frank has to protect his son from the greatest danger. It also stars, uh, uh, I think her name is uh, Pam from uh, Meet the Parents. Uh, Terry Polo is her actual name. Okay, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's funny. I don't know. Uh, Vince Vaughn playing this kind of a guy. and That's all he did back then. Yeah, That's I mean, I old guess, school was like the weird thing. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing in a Will Ferrell movie? Well, like, he's also hell? like the bad guy in Starsky and Hutch, I guess, if you really think about it. That was after that. I know. So, like, bef- but, before old school, he was known as like a creepy guy that was in, I mean, I guess Maiden. Swingers. He did, he did Maiden Swingers as well. But yeah, all his other roles were like a sinister guy. Interesting. Yeah, I, that's one of the earliest things of his I've seen shy of Jurassic Park and Swingers. Uh, Oh, he did a movie called The Locust. Uh, but yeah, it's it's bad, but it's entertaining enough to watch. Uh, I mean, Travolta's in it, and you know he's got that hair from Michael when he played uh, the angel or whatever. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it, it's stupid, but it's fun. It's kind of Goosebumps-ish because it's kind of from the point of view of the kid and his parents, you know, are trying to kill him and all that kind of stuff so that's fun it's fine it's an this one is an hour and 29 minutes also it's a breeze yeah that's what you want out of that yeah you don't want this to be two and a half hours (laughs) i'm sure they had to cut a lot of gold but 
what you're left with, uh, it's about a D, but you're not mad at it. And also, Steve Buscemi's in it, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's good. He's a real mensch. This also, yeah. by the way, came out about two months after 9-11. Really? I thought this was from the late 90s. No, 2001, and uh, released November 2nd. Wow. For some, I just have this memory of this being like 1998. No, 2001. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out if you, if you want, uh, but... It's nothing incredible, but it, it won't make you mad like uh, the I Care A Lot movie did. So Yeah, you like child abuse better than elder abuse. The kid wasn't abused. He <laughs> killed Steve Buscemi. Spoilers, I guess. Well, there was always the threat. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, anything else to uh, add before we wrap her up? Uh, the Pistons won the lottery. There you go. Mazel tov. for this episode, but yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I think that'll uh, do it. This has been episode 225 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and join with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. See you later.